0: You're listening to Money Shots, a weekly podcast where one recovering shopaholic and one very rational financial expert talk all things money. Hey guys,
1: guys.
0: Um, hope the circuit breaker is everyone surviving it. I'm not lah. Uh. I'm dying. Um, Has it broken you yet? Why are you dying? Has breaker broken you yet?
1: Not yet. I'm busy, man.
0: I'm super, like,
1: restless. Yeah, I'm restless also. I'm not as productive as as Um, normal.
0: We are on Zoom today. Can we say Zoom? Can we say the name of the thing? Anyway, we are on video call, because we are law-abiding citizens, and we are, we are not going to meet each other during this period okay? So we decided yeah. to still go ahead with the podcast and do it via video call. So if the audio is a bit buggy for these few episodes, please bear with us. But um, since we are going to be on video call, right, we decided that we are, we are just going to publish the videos on IGTV so you guys can watch us talk.
1: Okay, so I think today... Talk about a few topics that are relevant to us right now, especially with the whole circuit breaker thing going on, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But
1: uh, I want to give a small plug to our Love Yourself initiative. So, basically, Love Yourself is if you haven't seen our video on Instagram yet, um, it's, a, it's a little initiative that Joey and I decided to do to help those families in need la, during this circuit breaker. So, we are actually donating or like sponsoring and to see gift cards worth $50 each. But, um, so, so, so these gift cards will allow the families to go and buy or basically help them with the grocery needs. And so far, our friends and some people on Instagram have been reaching out to, to, to sponsor some gift cards. So, so like, super, super thankful for that. Yes. Um,
0: Thanks, guys. And today, we had like an overwhelming response, I think, because everybody received their $600 from the government.
1: Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. The month, yes.
0: We got quite a lot of like sponsors coming up today. So we have, we still have a lot of gift cards to give away lah. Maybe some of our yeah. listeners need the gift cards. So if you are someone who needs the gift cards for groceries, um, if you are a single parent, uh, you lost your job or you are single, uh, you are the sole breadwinner of the family um, or if you know someone who is, then you can reach out to us. Yeah, or by Instagram.
1: Yeah, uh, include our or so. I know they're not on social media, but if you know of any elderly that are who who need something like this, can reach out to us. So, oh, anyway, I just I was just sharing with George just now. I saw on social media there's this um poor old man at Boogies who's still selling tissue now at the MRT station. So, um, he will be one of the beneficiaries. So, so, I'll be driving down to to see if I can catch him and pass him a gift card.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So a small update on where we are on the initiative is currently we have about 36 sponsors in total, so 36 gift cards, um, and we have 24 left. And we're actually expecting more to come in uh, over the next few days. And the cut-off date for this initiative is 18 April. So we will be um, waiting for beneficiaries until then. So um, after 18 April, whatever gift cards that we have left, I'll be actually working with um, an organization called Food from the Heart to, to see if we can reach out to, to more people through them. So, Food from the Heart is also an organization that I volunteer with, and, and that's how I'm working with them. I
0: think ideally, like the people we want to help the most, uh, which whom we know that who are not really on social media are like probably elderly and then those yeah. who stay alone and those who stay in like one room or rental flats, I think we want to help them the most. So, it's possible that the remaining of the gift cards we will be distributing to them, yeah, hmm. there are not enough beneficiaries uh, coming forward on Instagram, yeah. So, that's the initiative. I think we wanted to talk about like what we learned this past week, la, coming up with this thing and like looking back at the response that we had,
1: okay. Uh, so, so anyway, I feel like this, this circuit breaker has brought into highlight one very big. Um, controversial topic, which is job stability. I feel like um, we we talked about this before in the previous episodes, but also now is is putting it into a greater highlight, right? A greater attention because I feel like um, traditionally the previous generation, our parents, have been telling us, "Oh, go for a stable job, go for a bank, a doctor, lawyer, etc." And these are the stable jobs that will be helping you succeed in life. But I feel like. COVID-19 has shown that these traditionally stable jobs are actually not as stable as we think. That's why the government is actually rolling out all this solidarity and resilient payments and budgets to to help Singaporeans who have lost their jobs due to this crisis, right? So I think for for many of us younger generations, like those 20 plus onwards, I think this this circuit breaker has shown how real this crisis is because uh, as a financial advisor, we always say, oh, we need to prepare for emergencies like this. But yes, I always felt very unreal and far away. But I think circuit Miracle has made it all very real now. And because Joey, um, she recently left her full-time job to go into freelancing and to do her own um, business. So I just wanted to know uh, what, what, what you feel about this issue, like the, the notion of job stability and, and how do you think like, or do you think freelancing has helped you throughout an emergency like this?
0: To be honest, I think this kind of emergency is like, you know the previous one is this series was like SARS, right? So, I would say like once every 15 years? SARS mm-hmm. was 2003?
1: Yeah, or, uh, there's a more recent one which is the oil financial crisis. So.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it happens like what? Once every 10 years? La. So, I would say that this kind of crisis, right, it's not, everyone feels it no matter if you have a full-time job or um, if you are a freelancer or self-employed or I mean if you're unemployed of course but um, a lot of people think that freelancing during this time will be more lucrative because um, lots of businesses are downsizing and letting go of their full-time staff um, yeah. at least a percentage of them and a lot of them are outsourcing a lot of their um, key like parts of their businesses and then a lot of people probably think that like oh that's how all the freelancers get like their income from But The past month or so right I mean I'm speaking for myself uh, From like a design perspective um, There has been a lot of uh, Potential clients that You know like, are, on a, are on a verge of signing a contract But Because of this whole COVID thing They um Just told me that like They have to put everything on hold Because they can't even operate the business Yeah So I came across a lot of those But That said There are There are industries that they are thriving Like for example, Zoom, hangout, Skype, electronics, gaming, all of those are are thriving and um, the the whole job stability thing, right, is whether or not your skills can span across multiple industries because um, a lot of people always advise, how do I put it, like, for, 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 like, young people to specialize in a certain industry, um, that helps you command, like, a higher pay, a higher position or whatever. But to be honest, um, if something strikes your industry, then you're done for. uh, If you specialize in one skill per se. So for me, I'm very lucky that no matter what industry um, it is, there will always be a need for design. There will always be a need for a website. Um, There will always be a need for marketing. So I've been very lucky to Uh, Even though I've lost businesses um, somewhere, I can always like recoup back the losses elsewhere. I just have to be more active in looking. Okay,
1: I feel like in response to what you said earlier about although although, although crises like this happen like once in a blue moon or like once every 10 years, 15 years, etc., I feel like it it still brings you into attention the possible scenarios that people will face. Because although emergencies like this don't happen often but retrenchment and like getting fired are actually very common occur- occurrences and I feel like this experience is still something that we can learn from because it did, now this applies to everyone and it's not something that we have a choice over we can't even go out and stuff like that so mm-hmm. I feel like all of us can take this as a learning opportunity to, to make sure like we, we prepare for crisis like this ah. mm-hmm. I think
0: retrench- it's actually better you know in this in this um, whole situation, right? Because you know how a lot of people are being put on unpaid leave. Yeah, I think being fired is better, man. Why? Because you can go and find something else to do. Like you can find another job. You can do something else. But if you're on unpaid leave, you can't you can't do freelance, right? You can't go and find other part-time jobs unless it's stated in your contract, lah.
1: I think now companies are more flexible with this because this is what happened to the to SQ one. Uh.
0: Mm-hmm. I think SQ, um, so basically SQ Like Gave their uh, Crew up The option To be on unpaid leave And if they're on unpaid leave Then They can go and Go outside and find A part time job store But they won't get Their basic pay la. Yeah so, so Right now There's like Huge influx of Grab drivers Like everyone seems to think That Grab is the easiest way out For me
1: I, I feel like one advice I would give As a financial advisor Is that because we always talk about emergency funds and all that kind of stuff, right? And I'm not sure how many people that I've spoken to about such things, emergency funds. I take it seriously, lah. Because um, I do have some friends, clients who um, who I spoke to at at the, like la, last year, and then speaking to them again now, realised that they actually haven't built up their emergency funds as they were supposed to, lah. And they should actually have at least comfortably three to six months worth of emergency funds now which they don't have and and it's through talking to them that they now realise how important it is so, mm-hmm. so what do you feel about this like emergency funds and all that kind of stuff
0: I'm not at three to six months of emergency fund do I? I don't know I can count, but um yeah I guess it's necessary having like em- an emergency fund but if you really don't like if you really cannot then you can't see yeah. also are no, yeah. like, um, through this whole initiative, like, we've, we've come to talk, we, like, we've talked to a lot of very needy families, and they just don't have the means to, to save, put aside the money to save and put it inside their emergency fund, though, and that's why they need our help, ma. True. So, like, if you're fortunate enough to spend on frivolous things like me, can go shopping and all that, then, yeah, sure, put it aside in an emergency fund, but... What about those families that cannot? Eh?
1: What 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 is your advice? Um, okay, honestly, for for families like that who are in such disadvantaged situations, right? I honestly empathize with them, Like Honestly, there's really not much they can do in terms of their financial situation, or oh, because because I mean I mean I recall I recall a story where there's like a huge family, a family of six, and then it was just like the dad that's working. And one sole breadwinner to support a family of six, I think that's crazy, lah. Like even if you even if you have a salary of like five k or whatever, I don't think that's, that's sufficient, or I feel to feed a family of six. And and I'm sure that the the the, the dad wasn't receiving five k per month, lah. No, I, I honestly feel like there's nothing tangible that people can do
0: to like okay. do this. I know that a lot of these people who are having a tough time, right, they are already working very, very hard for very little pain. Yeah. I know a lot of them are doing that, but this advice is just going out to those who are like, trying to help their family out or if like you need some help but you have some extra time, extra energy. I mean, of course, don't work yourself to death. Lah, like, fuck, give yourself a break sometimes. But if you really need the money and you still have some time, I would suggest looking at things that how do I put it? Like things that take little effort but still bring you income.
2: Okay.
0: And there are are things like that. Okay, so me being the fucking cheapskate that I am, right? I'm doing this freaking survey for this NUS researcher.
2: Okay.
0: Um, It's a survey, it's like a research on uh, people being affected by the COVID thing lah and then you need to have like a partner. Okay. With you. And like every day and night for I think two weeks so it's like a super short survey, like maybe two minutes can finish. And then they give you sixty dollars yeah. after two weeks. And I'm doing sixty. Sixty dollars. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And I'm doing I'm doing that last. So <laughs> you know, things like that. Like it's, it's 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 not like significant amount of money, but it really doesn't take much time if you have like two minutes or in a day to do the survey. You just get the money. And another thing that um I can suggest this. You know how uh, a lot of companies has, have telegram groups now, right? Yes. Especially like uh, in the crypto or like um, tech businesses, right? In the tech industry. So uh, apparently if you go ahead and try and apply to be their community manager, which means that you reply like messages for them, people's questions, you can get mm-hmm. like 10 to $12 per hour. And then 40? you messages on telegram. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, you
1: also, talked about this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are also like translation services that you can do. I will say each, if you are like bilingual, you can do it. Like, it probably takes like an hour or two per document and you get like maybe $40, $50. Yeah. I know a lot of these are digital and like this whole um, digital thing, is, it has made like a lot of jobs very easy. Like there are a lot of micro task platforms, platforms to do surveys that they will pay you platforms that give reviews on, on products. It's just that yeah. not everyone have access to all these digital products. Also, if you do, then why not take advantage of it and just get all this money. That, all this small money will add up anyway.
1: Yeah. But, okay, one thing I want to say is that I feel like it's, it's not... Because I feel like Asians, maybe it's an Asian mentality, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like many of us Singaporeans, we, we try not to lose face. So, which is, why, which is why you mentioned the whole skate thing. Ah. But I feel like it's, it's, it's not skate at all. And these are still real income earning opportunities which are very... Nobody
0: know what. <laughs> if I didn't I mean, like, nobody would know that I'm doing survey for
1: $60. I mean, even if people know, I feel like there's nothing wrong with it. But it's still... I think...
0: It's it's right, really right. Earning money the smart way because it doesn't take any effort at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, so... I think I want to take this opportunity to encourage people to go ahead and do things like this. I mean, there's nothing to be ashamed of. No. I
0: would say like, don't depend on it for your like, entire income because those things doesn't really build your skills up for sure. Yeah. But it's those small little things that help to like, um, offset your grocery costs or like, you know, whatever, you can help your parents out. Yeah. yeah, if $60, say, you know, say, to do design work, I earn six dollars per hour and then I need to like, Freaking work RAM hard for one hour. These are two minutes only. Eh?
1: <laughs> True lah.
0: Yeah, it's quite
1: good. Can the link be
2: shared? Um, or? I don't
0: think they're looking for any more now but there are a lot of these surveys out there. You know, I want to bank for a um, financial focus group also. Then they'll <laughs> <doing like>
2: money. This <laughs> In the episode.
0: Yeah, so, um, if I'm not wrong, right, there are a lot of Facebook groups that have like this kind of side hustle, side income kind of small jobs that you can, you can go in search and find those groups. And then yeah. like, you usually post there, then you can like, just sign up for it. Yeah. All right. I mean, I think this whole crisis has taught us to not really, to not just look into the conventional side of freelancing, you know. There are a lot of different I mean, types of, of freelancing and side hustles. It's not just like, um, designing, you know, doing, um, consulting. There are a lot of different kinds, uh widen your horizons, broaden your horizons, guys.
2: Okay, then what would
1: you say to people who are currently on like full-time jobs? But then then they will say, huh, I got no time to, to do freelancing.
0: Full-time job, you got no two minutes a day to do man. Serial.
1: Okay, uh, other than surveys, then like like for example, like okay so for things that will take a significant amount of time and maybe a couple of hours, how would you would you encourage people to still go ahead and, and build up their freelancing portfolio?
0: I will say that if it's something that will need will take you a, like a couple of hours, like five to ten hours to do an actual work, right? Then it has to be something that you can use to build up your portfolio. Okay. If it's less than that, is then you can do it for the money, like whatever, one time, whatever, get the money fuck off. But if it's more than that, then I will say you need to use it to build up something really because there's just too much time and effort to put into this freelancing or it will not be anything.
1: So to clarify, you mean that for anything that takes between, takes more than five, five hours, you you advise them to also make sure that you build up the portfolio, not just for the money.
0: And even, even if that job doesn't have like a portfolio, for example, if it's just a part-time job, at least make sure it gets you further, you know? Like get okay. to know people, get connections, get get up the next level, get paid more.
2: Okay. Yeah,
0: because like if, if it's something that's so low effort and energy, then you don't have to keep striving for more, right? It's just like i just do one time. Ready. Then another time one then okay long. But if it takes so oh. much energy, then why not do more?
2: Okay. Yeah. True. You know, what would
1: you say to to friends and listeners of our podcast who are like in similar industries as you, like design, um, marketing, what else?
2: Design. What, what,
1: like, yeah. what would you say to people who are trying to get into the design and marketing sphere, right? Like how would you like how how can they go about getting clients or like getting their names out there to, to acquire more? to generate leads for themselves, or like, basically?
0: Um, mean, I wouldn't say I'm qualified to give advice in a freelance design space. I I literally just started this year.
1: Maybe not qualified as an an expert, but as someone who's going through, you know, digging the trenches.
0: I would say what I've learned, right, these past few months, right, is that connections is really fucking important. Having and connections. So, like, that can be like your ex-colleagues, um, even my ex-interns have been giving me leads. So,
2: Your ex Yeah, so I it doesn't
0: it. matter like if it's a colleague who is related in the design field or not, you know? Okay. The, the point is to, um, firstly, you need to have like, I guess this is something you build up over the years, but you need to have like good relationships with like everybody that you, work, you have worked with or like mm. um, past clients that you have serviced. And it's very, very highly possible that they will refer you to someone else or they will come and kind of find you again. But the second step is to put yourself out there. And okay. so so what I've experienced is that for the past, I mean, ever since I've started freelancing, I haven't done any sales at all. I haven't okay. gone out to like pitch or like do cold emails or cold call, like hello, you need your website, your website email, whatever. So everything has been like referred by friends, um, ex-colleagues, ex-clients. Yeah. And... One thing that I thought was very important is that when you are freelancing, put yourself out there. Post I posted like everywhere on my my own social media that I'm open for freelance projects. I posted on my LinkedIn. Every time I meet like an ex colleague, I always tell them like, hey, I'm doing freelance. Now. If if anyone needs design needs, better use me." Then I threaten them a bit. So like, <laughs> <laughs> <you know. laughs> threaten them a bit. Yeah, see, so yeah, awesome. me then. What kind of friend are you? <laughs> I mean the most important thing Is to like Make sure that everyone In your circle knows that You are doing this now So that When Maybe their friend Is When your friend asks like Hey I need someone To design something Then the first person They will think of is you Because you are the one Who most recently Told them that you are financing Of course you have to be It has to be backed up By your previous work ethics Like they know that Your work quality Is really good Or whatever
1: Oh then one question I want to ask is I think we hear a lot Of these kind of Horror stories online on like forums and like I've got some design friends talking about it so like what if companies try to rip you off like you know or do this for me and then I'll I'll give you like publicity or like and I'll I'll recommend you but do this for free how do you handle that
0: I will say that if I if I was someone who just started out doing design right I would totally consider doing something for free if the company can give me the publicity that I need. Like if it's a big company or like, if it's a company who has a lot of clients, like famous clients or well-known clients. But at this point in my like career, um, I just don't think it's worth it for me to do. La. Like I don't, I will say, yeah, maybe I need more publicity, but I feel like I shouldn't do free work culture anymore because I used to mm-hmm. do a lot of like extra stuff for my previous company. So, you know, I'm past that. La, but I don't think it's a bad thing, you know, actually. But
1: don't you feel like it's a slippery slope? Like it is. Like,
0: I feel like the the client like fucking thick skin. No? But if you need the publicity, then why not? Sometimes you need to get taken advantage of, right, to get what you want, you know? Then who wins? No, you
1: take advantage, la, like, provide value to each other.
0: Yeah, but you know, if a client can ask for free work, that means they're probably like fucking cheapskate, right?
1: Yeah, I, I do not endorse free work at all, no matter whether you are a beginner or, or like an expert. I feel like no matter what work you do, you should be compensated for it.
0: You know how like a lot of designers, before they actually get clients, they do like, mock, like fake work, like mock-ups or like um, those like imaginary clients. Okay. Like, you know, like rebrand Google, you know, like just to show their skills. Okay. I feel like doing free work for a client is kind of like that. Except, it's a real client. La.
1: Oh, but, they, but they can use the work.
0: Yala, yala, yala.
1: So it's not like a
2: mock-up one.
0: If you do a, a free... Oh yeah, I guess you will sell it to Google if Google only wants to use your work. But yeah, yeah I guess it's, it depends on the individuals. La. For me, I I used to be super like... um Like just work. If you do well, people will recognize... You know, so I would say if it was me when I was 19, I would maybe will do it.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. I guess that makes sense.
0: But you need to know your financial status also like if you can afford to do it or not. So if you super need money, then the client do for free. Then you're like, fuck no, I fucking need to eat, right? Do you have personal stories?
1: Personal horror stories?
0: Not really. I, I feel that like. There are clients who sometimes try to undercut or like not pay as much or try to haggle, but um or like oh there's like the what is that called like work creep? Like they start telling you, they start asking you to do more and more things that is not in the contract, and they ask you to change more oh. and more things. But I feel like oh, yeah, I think is, advise
2: people
1: on that too. Hmm? I think you should advise people or like advise people who are trying to get into this. Like what are some things they need to take note in terms of like setting clear the, the work boundaries?
0: No, no, co- this is a this is a learning process for every single designer. Because um you can do all the research you want on like contracts, um, uh MOUs, whatever scope of work, all these like paperwork stuff that you can get the client to sign. But then yep. you also need to go back and refer to it when you're doing the work. So it's really like all about experience. Like at the start, right? If I if I just started out and yeah, sure, I have all the contract prepared and given to a client and signed, it, it protects me. But I may forget to go and check what. I may forget what, what are the clauses. So yeah. over time, you know, like what are the things that um you you shouldn't do and what are the things that you can do. I feel like it's really based on experience and.
1: Eh? So they have to knock through the walls themselves, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But and also like a lot of. I've been through this so I know but because a lot of designers at the start right because they are like newbies they don't dare to say no to the client they They just want to be like non-confrontational I guess mm-hmm. so over time like you really become more daring I guess yeah Exactly.
2: exactly
0: oh, <laughs> um, I do listen to quite a lot of podcasts on on design. I don't know the names because I just like randomly listen on Spotify but quite a lot of them, quite a number of them are quite useful in terms of like how to do sales, how to sell yourself, how to post a client, like the whole process and all that. So, mm. yeah, you guys can try this with some podcasts.
1: Oh, and, and Joey was the one who introduced this this thing to me. I think people who are looking to do their own things or like trying to, because when you go into the freelance world or like you're trying to start a start yeah. like, Notion, oh, yeah, I, I love Notion and I've been. You
0: well, last time to- I it, right? So you <laughs> Google Drive, Google Drive, Google Docs. Google uh,
2: Notion. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, really-
0: like a queen of like shortcuts and like ads and like random tools. So maybe I'll I'll put it in my website someday so that people can refer.
1: Okay, I'm going to give you a social plug now. Follow Joey on Instagram. What's your...
0: I don't, know what, I don't even talk about work stuff on Instagram.
1: You can... Oh.
0: oh me unagi with four O's. O-O-O-O-N-A-G-I and yes, it's from France. How many
1: O's? you got to say how many O's? Four O's. I
0: said four O's.
1: Four Okay. Four O's.
0: Yeah. Unagi. O O O O N A G I.
1: Unagi. No. yeah.
0: I work lah on Instagram, so...
1: Maybe, maybe if she she doesn't talk about work, like you can DM her for like her list of okay, okay. Julie's quite cool on this because she has a lot of other quirky like websites and like hacks and things like Notions, which really make you more productive. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like for people who want to go into freelancing and when they have to manage like so many different parts of the sales process, like leads gen and then customer acquisition and then the actual client page and closing and all that kind of stuff, Notion will actually be super, super um, effective for you to be more organized uh, with your I'm
0: just putting it out on my website and least so I'll share it when I'm done. Okay. Yeah. But if you, if, you're, if you guys want to know more about freelancing and all that, I think we did an episode on this already. It's episode oh, yeah. 4. How to four. get brand, Right? Is it an episode? Let me see. You okay, can go and
1: check it out. I think we, we spoke a bit about freelancing also. Because for us as Seth, um, we're very big on like being financially literate literate, and also being on top of finances and all that kind of things. At the same time, we're also very big on like freelancing. La, and we want to challenge the traditional concept of like jobs and stability. and like,
0: I'll be very sad if I ever have to find a, a full-time job again. I Why? Like- life, man. I can sleep all day and do work all night.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, this is the crazy part about Chui, because I will wake up in the morning and she'll be like, texting me work stuff regarding like Seth or finance, right? And then she'll be like, I haven't slept yet. Yeah. And I like freaking eight 9am. So, that's a bit crazy, la, but... I,
0: slept yet today, but like, I mean, yesterday, by the way, I've been awake since 4pm since four. Four, yes, 4 yesterday.
1: But you say you want to readjust your body clock, so
0: yeah. So hopefully after tonight I can sleep like a normal person again. But I feel like I'm more productive at night. Like yesterday I did the freaking website. Speaking of website, you want to give a little teaser?
1: Okay, okay, you do it. You do it. <laughs> do it. Okay, so um, but on, on very,
0: very small teaser. I don't say the actual thing. Ah. Uh.
1: Okay. Huh, a very very small teaser.
0: Smally teaser.
1: Okay, so so on finance. Okay, so our social media Instagram handle is finance, and we're actually a uh, financial financial planning slash advisory slash personal finance brand now. Uh, and recently we've been posting that we're actually moving on to bigger things, and one of them is is the website, as Joey just talked about. So uh, the general concept is that we're trying to make financial planning and like um personal finance more accessible and more relatable to you guys and to address some of the pain points that I think all of us have faced like, in the whole traditional financial planning process yeah is that big and small enough
0: yeah I think it's good enough I I okay. think the site will I think like, I'm not sure but I think we will be launching um in the next two to three weeks or so yeah so we are currently building the site and it looks kinda of amazing. If I do oh, so and the central theme
1: of Ceph of Finance and the website is we are now trying to put power back into the hands of the people. And when we okay. b- when we talk
0: you need, you, need huh? it to, you need it to be a bit abstract, you know, you can't explain everything. Then <laughs> no one will 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 be anymore. Okay, okay, okay.
1: I'm just okay. I'm just super excited to to just just one
0: sentence. Yeah, power
1: to the
2: people.
0: people. And yeah, you will see what it is when it comes out. But please look forward to it. We worked very hard on it for very long.
2: Yeah, we really
1: have.
0: Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about?
1: No, I think we we blabber on quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Um. To be honest, I hope that. Everyone is staying safe la, and stop going out.
1: Yes, yeah, stay at home.
2: Stay at home.
0: Um, yeah, so recently I've been seeing a lot of social media posts of like those old people who are still going out and sitting in void. And it's just so sad because they look so lonely. And I just keep thinking about like um, those people who stay in one flat and like how difficult it is for them to have to stay at home all day. I feel suffocated In my own house Really I can't imagine What those people feel like So Which is why I just wanted to say like Yeah We should all stay home And if you are Just like a fucker Going to your Girlfriend or boyfriend's house Then don't be a fucker But Let's not like Like don't keep scolding people You know Like sometimes They It's really not good On your mental health And They just need yeah. to step up for like a minute And I don't. I feel like we shouldn't judge, lah. It's true that they're endangering everyone and they're endangering themselves and their families. But you know, you never know what's going on in someone's head and like mind and you know all that. So, all those haters on social media, like I you know, y'all go do some charity work. No.
1: Yeah, I I feel like on this issue, I think we should all take a very serious view on it and. And not be kidding around and like fooling around with this topic on like mental health and stuff, because, uh, just recently I also lost my childhood friend due to due to this topic la. and I feel that it it was through the experience that actually this this issue is very real, and from whatever we've been seeing on social media. And how like mental health and like psychiatrists are not listed as essential services, right? I feel like this speaks a lot about
2: oh, how that's Singapore eh.
0: is not. Yeah,
1: it's not okay. You can do like Zoom meetings to have meetings Our with.
0: shops can be open, but mental health clinics and psychiatrists cannot.
1: Exactly. So, so I feel like this speaks volumes about how all of us as a nation has been looking at mental health and treating this issue, lah. And I think it's a very real issue, and it really is, is very real that things can be too late. So, I think that this is something that we want to bring awareness to also, and really out for the people around us.
0: I I, mean, I understand why a lot of people are angry at like other people going out when they themselves are like my, I myself I'm staying at home, and I'm seeing like people going out in groups, still going to like their girlfriend boyfriend's house. I haven't even seen my boyfriend in like a week, in two weeks actually. So, I understand why they're angry, but you know, sometimes, like, before you have, I can't believe I'm saying this, because I'm, like, the most angry person ever, right? But, like, sometimes before you shout, why not just think
1: first? Take a step back, now. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, you know, just chill.
1: Yeah, I think, let's just be kinder to one another, and maybe through all the responses. What I
0: would say, right, is that, all those fucked up people who have been going out, right, you schooled them on social media, then what? What are they gonna do they're still gonna fucking go out because they're fuckers. True. So true. what what why 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 are you like ranting on social media they are they not gonna care.
1: True lah. So yeah. yeah. that's true. Actually if 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 they would if they're already doing oh, okay, it.
0: They also don't care really. You think what you say they care. Man. Right. True
1: lah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I feel like the the central message that we're gonna bring across is, is really to to spread love and not hate. Yeah. And maybe uh, as we are trying to correct some people in our lives with regard to this whole situation, maybe to deliver the message in like a tone of love like, instead of a tone of anger and yeah, criticism.
0: Yeah, hope everyone stays safe and spread a bit more love, yeah. Like what we mentioned at the start, the Love is Safe initiative is still ongoing this week. So... Yeah. Uh, if you are someone in need, do reach out. And then if you are willing to donate or sponsor a few gift cards, do reach out also.
1: And please, 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 please. Um, if you could just share our post to help us generate more awareness, please do it. It's going to take you less than 10 seconds. Yeah. At the same time, you know, and um, we previously did uh, paid, paid advertisements on, on the first post. And we're going to do it again for, for the second post on the update. So we are really, really trying to generate more awareness and really to reach out to more people, especially those who are maybe not registered with organizations and then, like, due to whatever reasons, are really marginalized and, like, sidelined. So really, really just want everybody's help, you know, to harness the power of social media. Just uh,
0: put out a disclaimer that we are not, Earning anything from this We are not getting the gift cards At a cheaper Discounted rate Or anything We are not taking Any of the money The whole The entire $50 Goes to one gift card Which then goes to the family So we are not taking anything In fact we are um, Taking our money From our own pockets To pay for the ads And everything uh, yeah. so, And we are increase. Chris Not me I'm not buying the gift cards But Chris is taking the time To go down To get the gift cards And to send to all the families and if we don't have enough families to send to, he's going to drive down to look for, like, the um, low-income family, yeah. the elderly who stays in one-room flats and all that to give it to them. So, uh, yeah, we're just doing this to help. And if you can give a little, please give a little.
1: It's just 10%, guys, of a solidarity payment.
0: Yeah, you got it $600. It's only $50, eh? Okay, I mean, if you don't want to give, it's also okay, lah.
2: You're not- <laughs> give yeah
0: i feel like we like
2: hello. Yeah.
0: yeah okay yeah if you don't give it's okay, it's okay. but if you want to give you also okay yeah
1: <laughs> yes. yeah stay safe yeah yeah stay safe guys stay at home okay.
2: spread love not hate bye bye
0: bye